Hello and welcome to Bygones, the Annie McBeal Rewatch podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Alan Parker. And we rewatch every episode of Annie McBeal through 2020 eyes. Yeah. Yeah, Season we do. Season three, baby. 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been whoop, whoop. quite a year. <laughs> yeah, we're heading, we're heading towards the end of this station. Station, train, station. line, railway. <laughs> I don't know. We're about to tick over into it. I'm just going to be glad to see the back of 2020, even though I, I mean, don't think 2021 is going to be that much better. But, you know, it, nothing magically is going to be good sold, on January yeah. 1st. But no. 2020 has been a time. It's been, it was the worst of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> well, this, <laughs> the best of times, it was the blurst of times. <laughs> it's definitely been the blurst. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I just realised um, 2020 and we're on the 20th episode today. We are. Yeah, that's very true. 20th episode yeah, of season three. We're in the penultimate time. Yes, it's the one just before. Yes, so this season is a shorter season than the other seasons. Mm. I feel like I said season like 50 times. (laughs) (laughs) But it's weird, isn't it? Like, I don't know why. Why do you think that they, do you think they were just like, oh, this season sucks. Like, let's just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. We're going to get into season wrap-up territory if we're not careful. But yeah, it's been... It's not been the smoothest of sailing this season, I don't think. it's not. It's not. And we're nearly at an end. We're nearly over this this season. Yeah, so the penultimate. Let's see if we can finish on a high. Yes. Come on. Fingers crossed. Come on, Ali. You you could do it, show. We believe. (laughs) We still have some belief. Somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so today... We are going to be talking about uh, season three, episode twenty, called "Hope and Glory," which yes reminds me of a song. Land, Land of, hope of hope and glory. La 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 Last night of the proms. I always watch that That's every year. It. They always do that. Yeah, I was like, this feels very patriotic for some reason. <laughs> Yes, yes. But it's got okay. nothing to do with that, really. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. So, uh, Hope and Glory first aired 15th of May 2000. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the Naughties. The other decade, more problematic than it looks. The UK number one. What? Britney Spears. (sighs) Was it? Is it too soon for Oops, I Did It Again? It is not too soon for Oops, I Did It Again. Ah! I was like, I was like, am I frozen? Like, what's happened? (laughs) Was it lucky? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, because it was only last year, like 99, that, that. she came onto the scene with Hit Me Baby One More Time and I was yeah. like I know Oops I Did It Again was the lead single from her second album of the same name and so I was Which like I would, had. She have, yeah. would she have dropped another album just a year later like but that feels I, quite short but did. I guess she was a hit making machine well she, she obviously was because um, yeah um, yeah well great 
Oops, I did it again. And the whole like video was like around in Titanic. Do you remember? Yeah, I thought that I made it into the ocean in the end. (laughs) Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. Oh, you shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. song so these weird. days that just like stopped halfway through to like parody a movie and then just pick back <laughs> up like her mind what genius genius musical genius yeah and, and like, that the, famous the red, cat, suit. Uh, cat suit yeah yes yeah. excellent it's kind of, iconic it now and it's kind of ill-fitting like it's kind of baggy it? in areas yeah oh wow someone get onto the costume designer of that video <laughs> Eleanor's got beef. I do. <laughs> Baggy I think beef. Her, I, think, <laughs> I think her um I think her hair in that video is great though. I love it. Oh, great like hair. Like the high ponytail and like swept over, like oh, side delicious. fringe or yes. side bangs. And lovely colour she had going lovely. on there, like a honey highlighted blonde. But anyway, yes. Um so US number one is still Santana. Uh, Maria, 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 Maria. She reminds <laughs> me of a West Side Story. <laughs> Sound of a guitar played by Carlos Santana. <laughs> I love the way that actually, the thinking about it, the premise of that song is like, yeah, there's a love story, but have you checked out this guy playing guitar? <laughs> he's great. He's pretty good, you know. <laughs> that he has changed his name back to Prince now that his yeah, publishing from, contract from a symbol. with uh, Warner Chappelle has expired. He had been right. known as an unpronounceable symbol since 1993. <laughs> well, ne- well, people kept calling... Because there was no way of like pronouncing it whenever he was on like Top of the Pops. I don't think he was on Top of the Pops that much, but like whenever he was like number one, they'd have to be like, the artist formerly known as Prince because there's no other way of saying <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Unless you just kept calling him like, uh, and at number two, unpronounceable symbol. <laughs> I never understand why artists change their name. Like when um, Puff Daddy became P. Diddy and P. then like... Snoop Dogg became Snoop Lion or whatever it was. Like, it's just silly. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Uh, like, you, you pick Dogg. your name. Like, yes, I think you're right. Snoop Dogg changed yeah, it to Snoop Lion. Yeah, he's got, in 2012, he changed it to, to Snoop Lion. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. He's like, I just feel like, Lion is more in keeping with my personal persona. <laughs> sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. that's all I have for cultural stuff. Oh, so there's no. That's it. That's just. That's the only that news. Is, that's all there is. 
Prince changed his name back to Prince. Well done. Prince um, okay. Prince so again. let's open this episode up and see what we have to find. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, hope and glory, apparently. Yeah. Um, well, on that subject, we are straight in this episode with Nell, which is quite unusual. Normally, we're something to do with Ali. Um, but Nell is meeting with a lawyer who is called Hope. Her name is Hope Mercy. That's where the title of this whole episode um, comes from. So yes, um, so Nell's meeting with Hope because she wants to discuss breaking away from Cajun Fish to start her own firm, which we knew was coming because uh, she's told Ling about this and her plan and even tried to get Ling to join her and Ling was like, no, no, um, a few episodes ago. But yes, um, so Hope Mercy um which I thought was a hilarious name. I was like, <laughs> Hope Mercy. <laughs> who is called that? Anyway, um, she's played by an actress called Alicia Witt, who you may recognise from a few things over the years. She's been in lots of TV shows. So like Friday Night Lights, Justified, Nashville, Orange is the New Black. She's been in like, she's not been a main character, I don't think, but she's certainly had substantial parts in them over the years um but anyway hope is advising nell on everything she needs to consider when she's starting her own practice and that she kind of needs to hit the ground running like in a sprint or she'll be stillborn she puts it and she says one of those things that she needs to get is the client files and nell's like well you know if the clients decide to come with me i'll get the files and hope's like eh, that's not gonna necessarily be the case because your clients are gonna be nervous and richard is gonna prey upon that and as long as he still has the files that means he's in the game um so they start discussing quite you know basically they've got to be a bit nefarious about this um and Mm. uh get the files somehow and it turns out that the computer files can only be opened with special passwords that only the attorneys that have those files know um and elaine has them as well because she's managed to figure them all out (laughs) um and i was like of course she has (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly hope is like well hire elaine to get the codes and nell shuts that like right down she's like i don't like her no there's no way and hope's like well if she has the passwords you love her and nell points out that it's going to be tricky because elaine's really loyal to ali and she'd never leave um but hope's just like i'll just offer her loads of money like it'll be fine and a better title like that'll do it um and then hope says to Nell also another thing um just so that you know I once had sex with Richard Fish and Nell is like repulsed at this news <laughs> and she asks she's like also Barely. doesn't that mean there's a conflict of interest with her like helping Nell and hopes like please I have no problem being dastardly with men that I've slept with um and then she kind of lays out her final thoughts um she's she checks like double triple checks that Nell has indicated that she is going to leave and her clients have indicated that they will follow but at no time has she actually actively solicited them to leave while she's still employed at Cajun Fish and Nell's like nope definitely haven't so that's like the big legal thing that they have to make sure that hasn't happened um but this is what she needs to do next so she's like tomorrow you're going to recruit Elaine then you'll get the files by Wednesday you'll be solo by Thursday you'll be sued isn't it exciting and now looks a bit 
I don't know she's a bit nervous but yeah she's like I guess hopes like so full of excitement about the entire thing that she's sort of like okay I guess I could do this then um hope yeah. seems like a real go-getter if you ask me <laughs> well I uh, yeah this um at the end of this scene I was like oh this is gonna be super interesting ugly. like ugly what comes next here this is this is yeah Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, because we're in titles and it's like, yes, okay. Exactly. So after titles, um, Macy Gray is singing at the bar. <laughs> like what? It's just like a really casual like guest appearance by Macy Gray. Like Here's no one Macy mentions Gray. it. Like she's just there singing. Like she was big, right? At that time. She was. And she's singing I Try, which is one that of was her, her big, like, bigger hit. Smash hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got a funny story. <laughs> oh, funny story about Macy Gray. Recently, um, for some reason, I think we, uh, me and my husband were like watching a TV show where someone was singing this song on karaoke. And um, <laughs> off the back of that, it, I was like, oh, what a tune. Like, it's so great. And I started singing along. And like... <laughs> Liam turned around to me and was like, wait, what What are the lyrics? Like, kind of as I was singing. And I was like, my world crumbles when you are not here. And he was like, oh, are you sure those are the, the lyrics? And I was like, yeah. yeah. He was like, I thought it was, I wear gum boots when you are not here. <laughs> gum boots? We don't say that in this country. That's so like, funny. And he'd like come up with this whole like theory around why it was I wear gumboots when you're <laughs> <laughs> like it just it was bizarre. <laughs> just like, what, what is the theory? <laughs> like you're crying so hard you need to have wellies on to walk through the tears. I think, I think somehow he'd linked it to like the Black Panthers or something. Like it was what? <laughs> Wow, that is an active imagination. It was really funny, but apparently it's not an uncommon mishearing of that lyric. Really? If you Google it, like there are there are a few people that hear it as I wear gumboots when (laughs) that's amazing. Because to me, it doesn't sound anything like that. It doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't sound like that. Wow. No. I thought he was. I thought you were going to say something about one of the Trumbull brothers. Like, no. <laughs> I need trouble when you are not here. <laughs> oh, shout out to David and Steve Trumbull. Uh, yeah. the Trumbull Bros, former guests. You are not here. <laughs> yes. Oh, how funny. Incredible. Well, anyway, no, she's singing. She's definitely singing My World Crumbles when you're not here. Um, and she's doing that in the bar at the moment. Um, while Ali is on a date with Brian, the British lawyer slash Hugh Grant impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hugh Grant um, standing. Yeah, he's asking if the bar is the only bar Ali ever goes to. Um, and I was like, Brian, are you new here? Like, yes, keep up. <laughs> Um, and Ali's like yeah um, it's where my friends go um, although I don't see any of them right now um, and 
I don't know about you, but for me, she's seeming a little like flat on this date. Like normally on a date, if she yeah. likes someone, she'll be like all coy and flirty and like she's not firing on her all her like coy flirty cylinders. Like it's just maybe I don't know. she's had a maybe she's had a bad day. Maybe. But anyway, um Maybe she's tired. Yeah, she explains that she likes to go to the bar um, where her friends are because she's not very good at evaluating men like one-on-one. So she it's easier for her if she can see him in context with her friends. Um, and also she says she didn't know how the date was going to go. So she wanted to make sure she had an escape route. And Brian astutely notices that she's angry that he didn't call for two days. Um, and he then lays out this assessment of Ali which is you strike me as the type that when everything's right something must be wrong um if he's too interested like then you know you'd find something to be wrong with that and he's like I didn't want to scare you off because I am so interested and that sentence like ends at exactly the point in I try when there's a pause in the music yeah like, there's a beat yeah and there's a, there's a beat the mu- and the whole music like all the music stops and it's funny because they in the show they hold it for just slightly longer than it is the in the song the which i thought yeah. was really funny um uh i thought it was like Ugh. you can tell they're into their music on this show they know they know yeah. how to do something funny but yeah but well done brian i think he's playing this very well because ali is sort of taken aback in a good way and it's like well, that's really nice to hear. Um, and then Brian gets up, and at first Ali thinks he's leaving, but he just <laughs> holds out. Yeah, she holds out. He holds out his hand to be like, "Let's go dance." Um, so they go to the dance floor and they start dancing at the same time as Richard and John arrive. Um, but Richard and John, well, I think Richard actually sees them on the dance floor first, and he's like, "John, John, look at this!" And they look at. Ali canoodling with Brian and they sort of look at each other and are like all is good with the world Ali is dating a man and it is going well rejoice <laughs> our lives can be stable for a period of what time what could we ask for <laughs> um <laughs> And then um, it goes back to Ali and Brian and they're making out like gets more and more passionate oh, on the dance floor and John and Richard are like what <laughs> just yeah, watching what? it they are very enthusiastically making out on the dance floor. Like this is, it's definitely one of those times where like if I, it's it's the kind of thing like the phrase, get a room is like (laughs) made for. Because they are like really into each other in a way that feels like this should be private. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, if we, do you need a moment like, you know, Macy doesn't need to see this she's busy (laughs) she doesn't need this distraction like right in front of her on the stage (laughs) but you know it's good it's good that Ali is having a nice time in a happy place yeah um so the next day Nell arrives at the office and she kind of comes across John and Elaine almost straight away and at the mere sight of her John is in therapy smile mode because apparently this is a tactic that his therapist has advised instead of waiting for Nell to start like her typically horrendous behavior his therapist has been like just smile preempt it do you know what I mean um so Nell asks to speak to Elaine um but then she kind of before she can move away with Elaine she sort of leans right into John and is like tell all of your little friends to stay hidden 
I'm a bad witch. And John's like, that was an obscure Mayor of Munchkin City reference, Elaine. And Elaine was like, yeah, I got that. Thanks. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> like, where do you think I live? Like, under a rock? Like, I've heard of the Wizard of Oz, weirdly. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so anyway, uh, Elaine and Nell go into her office um, and um, Nell starts to act on Hope's plan and lure Elaine away. So she's the way she's playing it is she's playing hard to get. She's like, oh, I'm sure, sure you're not interested, Elaine, but, you know, I'm going to be hiring a paralegal and you're the most qualified person in the office, so I feel obligated to offer it to you, but I understand you, you're not going to want to leave Ali. Um, well, I asked anyway. And Elaine's like, uh, hang on a minute, were you officially required to ask me or, or something? Like, she's clearly confused as to why Nell would be offering her a job yeah. um and Nell's like really offhand like no no no, no but I I just had to so you know my conscience is clear it wouldn't be fair to ask anyone else first since you've got the most experience like seniority you know if anyone more junior started making twice your salary you'd flip out probably start wearing underwear um and at this Elaine's attention is like twice my salary yeah and I was like, well, but what do you care? Like, you're rich from face bras, aren't you? And Elaine's like, well, sales have cooled a little. Twice my salary. <laughs> so she's interested. Um, yeah. And Nell's like, look, it's a tougher job, Elaine. You don't just do other people's bidding all day long. You become your own decision maker. And with autonomy comes pressure. I'm not sure you'd want this. Look, you're never going to leave Ali. She'd never let you leave. And at this, Nell has like well and truly pushed all Elaine's buttons. So, because um, uh, Elaine's like, well, it's not just Ali's decision. Um, and so Nell's like, look, I'm not going to hire anyone else until you've made a decision. How about that? Um, and and then she just reiterates at the end, like, I am offering a job, Elaine, like only, not a friendship. Yuck. Um, and I was like, oh my God, Elaine is being master manipulated by Elaine. This is awful. Someone I mean, save her. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like Nell has come from this in like the perfect way. Like this reverse psychology tactic. She is knew like, all the buttons. Yeah. Because as soon as if Nell had made out in any way that she actually needs Elaine, then Elaine yeah. would have immediately suspicious. turned her down. But also have been suspicious. Like, yes, I, yeah. she doesn't like me. Why would she be offering me a job? And, and yeah. she knows that Elaine wants to be valued. She knows yeah. that's like her number one. And yeah. um, to flatter her, but in a way that it must be true because she doesn't like me as a person. So she must really think I'm good. Like, yes. it's just so, it's like an evil genius mastermind. Like, Nell, <laughs> how have you done this? Um, but anyway, meanwhile, Elaine's current boss is completely oblivious to all of this in the unisex, just staring at herself in the mirror. Um, pretty drunk in love because she's hearing Vonda going, L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V it's, well, you know, you get the, you get the picture. It's Nat King Cole. It's L-O-V-E. It's a, it's a great track. And she's obviously daydreaming about Brian. Um, but then Mark comes in 
and immediately spoils the vibe because the track distorts and he goes to go to a stall but then he's like Ali uh uh and he's like nervously trying to find out if things with Brian are serious or on their way to serious or not and I'm like Mark did you not just witness her staring at herself in the mirror like happy (laughs) like obviously she's not thinking about you like come on um but Ali Ali at this question is a bit like it's it's private like it's none of your business like why are you asking and Mark's like well if it wasn't serious I was thinking of asking you out to dinner but if it is serious then that would probably just be a really lousy idea um and Ali's like oh well not lousy just inappropriate um and Mark's like, well, I feel stupid. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Um, like he's trying to like shrug it off. Um, but then um, that's, that's, you know, that's nothing because we then hear a flush and then a flush and then another flush when in turn, John comes out. No, sorry, Richard comes out first, then John comes out, and then the cherry on the embarrassment cake is Brian steps Brian. out, date ready oh. for Ali. But what? My main issue with this scene is that none of them washed their hands as they left the unisex. And I was like, that is disgusting. How dare you? And if I was Ali, I'd be like, well, we're not going anywhere until all of you have washed your hands. <laughs> but this happens quite a lot in Ali, I've noticed. People will come out of the cubicle and then, like, not wash their hands because something's happening in the unisex and they want to leave just or like not very that's hygienic happen semi-regularly i'd say i but think, I think it's more is, with the men than anyone else personally I, I, but i think this scene is like really funny like i really love that moment where it was just like <laughs> flush 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 like, yeah because there's richard and john come out they're like hi mark hi yeah yeah <laughs> all right and like, mark is just like stood down like, hi hi <laughs> great Mark, you need to learn to check under the stalls. Don't just blurt out your inner heart things when you're in the unisex. (laughs) Yeah, don't blurt those out. Don't just blurt out inner heart things, Mark. God, such a rookie move. Well, like Cajun Fisher is, you have to check. You have to check first. Um, So... Nell isn't done with her psychological warfare on Elaine. Um, she, not by a long shot, she calls her to her office to tell her, like, all sad face that she's got to take her offer back. And Elaine's like, why? You can't just dangle something like that in front of me and then just take it back without telling me why. And Nell's like, oh, okay, but you really, you really have to swear you will not tell anyone. You can't tell Richard or John. And Elaine's like, you've got my word. You've got my word. And Nell's like, right, well, they've told me that they're okay with me hiring a paralegal, but they're not okay with it being you because they don't think that you're capable of handling that much responsibility and that you're just a a horny dumb blonde and nothing more. I don't agree with them, but if you really want the job, I guess I can keep trying to work on them. And Elaine's like, no, don't worry. That's okay. And she looks kind of gutted, but like, ugh, this is just what my life is. Nobody takes me seriously. And she leaves. And you can see Nell's face is like, okay, the plan's in motion. It's all going as expected. Like, can't go back now, you know? Yeah. I mean, that is 
really properly dastardly, isn't it? Like real emotional manipulation. I think this is, I think this is the bit that I find the worst of like Nell's like scheme here is when she, you know, really goes for like Elaine's emotional jugular and is like, yeah, they think, you're just a horny, dumb blonde. Well, it's just like... the, the buttons. She knows all the mm. buttons. She knows yeah, Elaine's exactly. so loyal to them that she's got to do something to make her believe that they don't appreciate her. And yes. that's Elaine's emotional, like, weak point. And mm. she's, she's, she's got to... That's the only thing that will make her... But the fact that she's realised that and then thought, yeah, I'll do that. It's just so evil. It's just so yeah, mean. It's it's proper. Like this is, yeah. I it's really, uh, I yeah. Just seeing Elaine being like, no, don't worry, it's fine, and like, yeah, yeah I know. Like, just, oh god, now. <laughs> I know. Well, meanwhile, back on cloud nine, Annie is in her very own music video. Basically, she's walking along the street. <laughs> on a sunny spring day, having the time of her life as we hear Vonda singing um, an absolute tune. Like, I don't know if you knew this song, if this is one of those songs you weren't familiar with, but it's Donna Summer song called This Time I Know It's For Real. Oh, I don't think I do know I'm this song. I'm going crazy just to let you know. You feel me how much I love you so. No, I When I get my hands one. on you, I won't get though. This time I know it's for real. Oh, it's so good. No, I don't know. It's funny because it's a Donna Summer song, but it doesn't really sound like Donna Summer. It's like Donna no. Summer's like 80s album. And I looked this up because I was like, I always thought this was like Kylie Minogue or something. But I looked up. The reason it sounds like Kylie Minogue is because it's a Stock Aitken and Waterman track. Donna Summer started working for them in the hey. 80s. And that's why it sounds like that. Um, and there Minogue, is actually, yeah. there's a lot of 80s music video-esque like editing in this scene. Because like where yes. they repeat those shots over and over of her like yes. waving at people on the street and, you know, smiling at people. Like <laughs> wonders will never cease. Ali McBeal <laughs> smiling at people. <laughs> And at one point, she, like, bumps into an old man and it's, like, she thinks it's charming rather than another thing sent to ruin her day. She's, like, adjusting his hat and, like, tweaking his bow tie. It it just cracks me up that she just starts, like, touching other people's, like, hats that they've got on their heads. And it's just, like, Ali, okay, I get that you're happy, but, you know, (laughs) personal boundaries, you know. Also... Have you noticed that she's wearing a lot of red this episode? Yes, yes, like, yes. Which also is very kind of like she is loved up with a capital yeah. L. <laughs> yeah, it's very like, uh, in case you haven't got the message. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but she she then walks past, I mean, I don't know if anything could be more heavy handed than this, but she walks past a bridal shop and imagines like her as the mannequin in the middle um of the dress and they like wave each other and like and then like mannequin alley winks yeah exactly (laughs) it's basically like a kylie minogue 80s video um and kylie uh kylie alley is like loved (laughs) up (laughs) um and i for one i mean i know it's a bit heavy-handed but i i have to say i'm it's i prefer this 
to when Ali is like counting her blessings rather than waiting for something to go wrong or like refusing to see any good in her life. Like this is enjoyable to watch. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Agree. Um, So back at Cajun Fish, um, Ling is um, walking across the uh, office and is like, hey, bitch, Chanel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she's like, what have you been up to? And Nell's like, oh, nothing. Like, never mind. Very Like, same, nothing, everything, nothing. Um, And Ling's like, oh, well, do you want to do lunch? Um, And Nell's uh, like, no, 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 I'm, I'm really busy. Like, maybe we could do tomorrow. Um, and Ling is like, are you sure there's nothing going on? And Nell's like, no, everything's, everything's fine. I'm breezy. Like, fine, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I'm breezy. <laughs> but then as Nell walks away, Ling watches her on the way back to her office and she sees her, like, usher Elaine in there like she sort of grabs Elaine and they walk past John and now goes twerp <laughs> John and John just does his therapy smile and Ling is like looking at them as they go and she's just, like narrowing her eyes like hmm so Ling is yeah. on to Nell um, she knows something is up yeah so what is Nell doing with Elaine it turns out she is confiding in Elaine again telling her a secret that she has decided to leave Cajun fish and surprise she wants Elaine to come with her and she's offering her a full paralegal role a starting salary of 85k um and she's also promising to make her COO in three years and she's like it is a risk Elaine like if I fall flat on my face there'll be nothing to be COO of and it's much safer I guess to stay a secretary although here that's all you'll ever be and Elaine is like, she's a bit dumbfounded, I think. She's a bit like, I don't even like you. And Nell's like, nor I you, which I thought was funny. It reminded me of, um, do you remember when uh, Ali and Georgia had their first meeting? Yes. Where, where, like, yeah. Georgia was like, I really hate you. And Ali's like, I really yeah. hate you. And they look happy about it. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, Anyway, she's like, yeah, you, but I don't even like you. And, and Nell's like, yeah, but the best way to build a business is to surround yourself with talent and you're the best. And Elaine's like, okay, well, can I think about it? And Nell's like, well, not for long, because since I've decided to leave, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't feel right to keep taking Richard and John's money if I'm not committed. And Elaine's like, oh my God, that's so honourable of you, Nell. And I'm just like, this girl is a piece of work. I swear to God. So Nell says like, I would need a paralegal in place when I go. And that's why you can't hang around too much with your decision. And Elaine's like, I'm in. Like, why would I stay in a place where they don't think I'm qualified? And I was like, ah, Elaine, she's got you hook, line and sinker. She's a master. And then Elaine gets up to go and leave. um, And she's like, okay, well, I just need to tell Ali. And Nell's like, oh, no, no, you can't. You know, if if Ali knows that I'm leaving, she'd have to tell. She's obligated to tell the partners. And so, you know, you can't tell her. Um, And Elaine's like, oh, I can tell her not to tell anyone. I can swear her to secrecy. And, And Nell's like, no, no, no. But, you know, you'd be putting her in the position of risking her job. So for Ali's sake, you can't tell her before. Like, that's... You're saving her job if you do that. You can tell her after. And I was like, (laughs) 
if that's true then why have you you told ling a few episodes ago and you clearly didn't have any of those qualms then about well, ling's job being on the line she knows if elaine tells ali that ali's gonna quickly be like what well then no but this what? is the thing i think she's saying bullshit to elaine to say yeah. well you can't tell ali because she'll lose yeah, the oh, job absolutely. i'm it's like all, well that's not true more, that's bullshit <laughs> it's all more like lies to yeah. to manipulate elaine yeah i know like, she's she's isolated elaine from the herd like yes and this is how you 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 manipulate people i know and then so now it's like are you really sure you want to do this but elaine is like fully duped and she looks really excited um and then of course the point of all this now slips in yeah. as casually as she can oh uh you know once we leave obviously we'll be contacting clients i've had you know ask them to come with us um here's a list of everyone i've worked with here could you just uh like download the case files it'd probably probably be good to have them like i've only just thought about it like maybe <laughs> it might be a good idea it just think? occurred to me um, yeah and elaine's like oh is that okay to do that and Nell's like, well, once once Richard finds out that I'm going, he might he might become petty and just not release the files. And if the client doesn't come with us, then there's no consequences. And Elaine's like, uh, I, I guess. And Nell's like, look, if you don't like it, like I can tell you're uncomfortable. Why don't you just give me the passwords and I'll do it. And then you won't be in an awkward position. And Elaine's like, oh, okay, yeah, phew. Yeah, that sounds yeah, better. Oh, you're such, happier, you're such yeah. a good boss at Nell. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Um, and then Nell's like, we're going to have fun, Elaine. We're going to build something from scratch, you and me. And they're like, they shake hands. And I was just like, do you think that Nell had any intention at this stage of actually hiring ne- Elaine once she got the files? Like, I'm not sure. Uh, but well, I also don't know legally what the repercussions would be if she was suddenly like, I've got the files, don't need you, bye, at that I point. certainly did consider at this point that Nell might be quite happy to, like, leave Elaine just sort of flapping in the wind, like, renege on everything that she's... Yeah. she's I thought you were going to say renege on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, Renee would never do this. A, <laughs> no, I, I. But I, I definitely did occur to me that now could quite easily fuck Elaine over in yeah. multiple ways here. But um, I mean, we'll see. Like what what she does do. Um, but yeah, she is like proper conniving here. Like really. <sighs> really masterful and it is upsetting yeah watching elaine just walk straight into it i know um and just yeah just too trusting well Um, this is the thing like i would always think of elaine as someone who's quite switched on like she kind of had earlier this season she was like nails up to something but then she kind of forgot about it and it just goes to show that if you know what buttons to push and you do it in the right way like almost anyone is susceptible to being manipulated in some way um and it's just as you say upsetting to watch Elaine it is and I think I think it's because Nell's managed to convince Elaine that the only person Elaine can talk to about this is her 
Yeah. I think yeah. is... Uh, yeah, because she knows the minute she says anything to anyone else, they'd be to like... anyone eh? else. No. They'll be like, what? Let's just go talk to them about this. Like, because yeah. that is what happens, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, as soon as other people know outside of... Elaine and Nell, her yeah. lies come completely crashing down. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, in this moment, she's, th- that's the thing. And and I think, l- like we say, like, she's done this whole reverse psychology of like, oh, you're probably not interested because you don't like me and I don't like you. But, you know, you are, you know, I have to admit, like, you are um, you're the, you best. Know, the most qualified yeah. for this. Like, um, yeah. but, you know, if it's not interesting to you because you know we hate each other then you know I completely get it but I just felt like I should blah 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 like you know just like it was the perfect way to approach Elaine because it's not her pretending that their history together hasn't happened she's not come over pretending to be Elaine's new best friend like yeah she's she's come from it with a foot in reality yeah it's, it's that you know, using um, that you know help it using the truth to help you tell a good lie, but um, also not just the truth, but the the um the deepest insecurities that Elaine has about herself that she suspects yeah. are true, but actually aren't. Which is that yes. they all think she's stupid. They all yes. and like when someone presented her. that to you you are more likely to believe it because you're like, it's what you've been telling yourself internally yeah, for years. Yeah, reflecting you know? that back. Yeah. It feels very real. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, so it's just she's, so shitty. She's been really clever and mm-hmm. um, super manipulative, yeah. I know. Um, so anyway, uh, Nell has gone to report back to Hope at Hope's office um, that she's checked off everything on the plan and Hope's like okay so now you just need to leave the firm in order to legally solicit clients Um, and this was a question that I had because I was like surely to leave the firm you've got to give them notice that you're leaving but apparently not because um, Nell asks Hope does that mean I need to tell Richard because if I do like I'm gonna have no hope of getting the files um, and the clients Um, but um, Hope is like, no, you don't have to. You just need to have your new office open and make your calls from there. So you're not using the Cajun Fish office to do that. Um, mm. And she's like, you don't have anything at Cajun Fish that you need. So you can just start now, like start calling now. Like you've got the files. Don't wait because this is not going to stay a secret for long. Um, yeah. Move. <laughs> and, and then yeah. Hope's like, above all, don't forget to enjoy yourself. This is nasty fun. And I was like, Hope, you little minx. Like you're such a, <laughs> such a down and dirty lawyer. Like for God's sake, she reminds me. It's really funny because the actress that plays her re- and the way the actress plays Hope really reminds me of um, a character in uh, you know Angel, the spin-off of Buffy. Mm-hmm. There's this character in the last season of Angel called Eve that is like. Um, a liaison between uh, Angel and his team and, like, right. the uh, evil law firm, like, uh, like that's, like, a demonic law firm, basically. Right, um, right, 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 and, right. And, like, she's, she is so... I, I really hope anyone who, like, listens also knows Angel as well. Like, 
that character is like so similar to Hope. It's really funny, like in terms of like because she does feel like she's she should be in a, a TV show more like Angel, like someone who is <laughs> like that evil. Like, yeah, that yeah. Someone who is who is like gets fun from like fucking over people's lives. Like, yeah. It just really reminds me of this character. She's just got like no like, scruples just, whatsoever. Yeah. 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 And, and like seems to get like an almost like sexual fun yeah. from it. Like, um, just really, yeah, just really reminds me of this character, which means she just, I, I, I just, I'm not sure how well I think she fits into the Ally McBeal world. Right. She doesn't quite yeah fit for me like I'm like you should be an angel or Buffy or like yeah. you should yeah, yeah, be yeah. in one of those kinds of shows like I'm not quite sure that <laughs> you quite fit in this show but yeah. it is you know it's fun all the same it is, like, it is. Uh... Uh, but meanwhile back in like loved up land ali is on a date with brian at like starbucks or similar um other coffee shops i'm sure are available Um, and brian (laughs) brian is saying well that's the thing about women they're all lovely and sweet and funny right up until the point when they reveal themselves as utter monsters i'm sure there are exceptions just no documented cases yet which is why i try to date monsters it allows me to make an informed choice should i decide to get married And Ali's like, well, how am I doing so far? And Brian pauses. And then he's like, let's just order. Maybe we should just order. And it's like very flirty and cute. And like, they're just joking around with each other. Um, And then like, uh, only a man would write the women are monsters spiel as like effective flirtatious banter. (laughs) Well, he's clearly, I I think he's clearly joking. He was like, all women are monsters. I'd be like, red flag. (laughs) No, you can tell, I think you can tell that Brian means it as a joke. He's trying to make Ali smile. Uh, I still don't. He doesn't Uh, actually uh, think she's a monster. I think it's a joke. uh, I still think even as a joke, it's not funny. (laughs) Okay, well, all right. Well, anyway. I don't think it's cute. I think it's weird. <laughs> well, Ali thinks it's cute, which I suppose is the main thing. And like, she's being all, you know, happy. Um, and then Brian just goes, by the way, I should quite like to have sex tonight. As Ali is taking a sip of her drink in time to do this massive, huge spit, spit take all over him. Like he's covered in liquid. To which he's like, well, I quite suppose I deserve that. Oh, <laughs> so British. So Hugh Grant. Yeah. So oblivious Richard <laughs> is back at Cajun Fish meeting with a client who has apparently dropped by to say that he felt he owed it to Richard to come in in person um, to say how appreciative he is of all the work that they've done for him. And that he hopes, even though they're not going to be doing business together anymore, that they can be friends. And that's when Richard's like, sorry, what? 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 (laughs) And the client's like, well, didn't she tell you? Like, Nell, you know, I've I've given my account to her. And Richard's like, oh, well, Nell, that's fine. But I still think, you know, as a minimum, I should oversee things. And the client's like, Richard, she she doesn't work here anymore. Like, how can you oversee things? And Richard's like... What? what? Of course she works here. What? <laughs> and the client's like, oh, for God's sake, Richard, Nell called me an hour ago 
saying that she's setting up on her own. Um, and the penny, like, drops yeah, for Richard. And he's, he's, Richard no longer, he's no longer <laughs> listening to the client because he's an emergency has happened and he reaches for the appropriate course of action, which is a little remote in a tiny box on his desk that he presses. And that triggers, like the most over-the-top loud alarm through the office. <laughs> like, it's louder than a fire alarm, if that's even possible. And then that cuts straight to Richard, like, literally battening down the hatches. Like, he's at war. He's, like, rushing through the office, being like, lock down our computers! I want Nell's office searched! I want her phone records checked! Where the hell is Ling? And Ling's like, what are you doing? What is going on? And she's got, like, her... her her hands over her ears because of the alarm and Richard's like Nell's left and she's stolen clients did you know about this and Ling's like no and Richard just screams I don't believe you (laughs) and then John appears and he's also got his hands over his ears like what is going on can you turn that alarm off and Richard tells him what's happened and he switches off the alarm and he makes an announcement He's like, for everyone's attention, Nell Porter is not allowed in here. I want her office door locked. If she shows up, I am to be notified at once. And then he turns to John and he's like, talk about dishonest. I hired her to steal from our old firm and then she ends up stealing from me. And then lo and behold, who should show up? But the criminal herself, Nell, steps off of the elevator (laughs) and she strides up to Richard and John to tell them that she just dropped by to say that she was leaving. And John has nothing but contempt to spew. He's like, you lying, conniving, sinister backstabbing. And Nell's just like, oh, but you'd really like to spank me now, huh, John? (laughs) That's a great line. I just want to say that's so fucking good. I love it. Uh, and then she goes, look, I've really enjoyed my time here. Um, and I hope we can work together someday. And Richard's like, you think you'll get away with this? You think you'll get away with this? And I was like, yes. 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 Want to ask again? Go three out of five. <laughs> and then she turns to leave. And she's like, come on, Elaine. Like, she's like this puppy. And... Elaine like goes to follow her with this big box of stuff and Richard and John are like what and Elaine just goes it's better for me to be where I'm appreciated and they get in the lift and go and I am like kabloom now let off a bomb goodness me this scene is a lot of fun like I really enjoy the like nastiness between like John and now um but I you know (sighs) With I maybe we'll come into this like later because I mean really this is the subject of retrial, isn't it? Yes, the case. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll save this for retrial then. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed this scene. I thought it was very fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, and it's clearly something of a shock because the very next scene is John and Richard hyperventilating into paper bags, just sat side by side on the sofa. <laughs> and John is saying into his bag, I want to get her. And Mark and Ali are there. And Mark is trying to calm them down, being like, we, we can't make this personal. And Richard's like, it's personal. It's about money. It's personal. <laughs> and John's like, I want to get her. And Ali's like, Mark, 
like, what are we going to do? Because Mark's probably the only one who can stay clear-headed because he doesn't really know, like, any of these people. it's not personal Uh, for him. (laughs) And he's like, well, we need to try for an injunction. Um, I've managed to get a slot with Judge Walsh in an hour. And Ali is just, like, absolutely, like, blindsided by the fact that she got to Elaine and that Elaine's left. She's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how did that happen? Um, but f- before she can think about it too much more, she jumps because there's been a loud bang and John's bag has popped. And he just goes, I want to get her! And Richard's like, have my bag. Like, you can breathe out of my bag as well. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but, uh, like, I get why John, like, is feels the way he does about now. Like, I, I get it. It's just, I find it really disturbing every time he's like, I want to get her. I want to get her. Like, I just, I find it, I don't know if it's something about that phrase or the, like, venom he puts into it. Is, well, it, yeah, there's I a lot of venom. I find it quite disturbing um, when he talks that way. I don't know. He's don't know really angry. Um, yeah. I feel like we've heard him use that phrase before, but not just with Nell, though. No, he he has definitely used it. It's before. just what he says when he's like at I, the top I of his payback, like the pinnacle of his anger. That's where he goes, you know. Yes, yeah. Um, so it's court time. Um, they've they've got their slot in front of Judge Walsh, um, and John, Richard, Ali, and Mark arrive at the courthouse to face off against Nell, Elaine, and Hope. And they meet in the corridor and Hope sees them coming up to them from Cajun Fish and is like, just don't say anything, Elaine. It's going to be really difficult, but don't say anything. Um, And then when they get up to them, like close, Richard suddenly realises that him and Hope had sex. And she's like, thanks, Richard, for raising the relevant issues. (laughs) And Ali's like, Elaine, can I speak to you? Um, Because she obviously knows that if she can speak to Elaine, she's got a good shot at making her see sense. Um, But Hope's like, no, no, I, I can't allow that. Um, and John is just looking absolute daggers at Nell. Oh, no. um, yeah. And Mark decides to diffuse the tension by suggesting that they go inside. Um, and at that, Nell and, and uh, Hope and Elaine walk off. Um, and Richard just goes, I had sex with her. And Ali's like, she wouldn't talk to me. And John's like, at Nell. <laughs> oh, dear. So. In court, Mark starts his argument, which is that it was the equivalent of stealing, simple as that, to which Hope goes, Your Honour, nothing is as simple as Mr. Albert appears to be. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was so funny, especially because it takes Mark like a couple of seconds before he's like, hang on a minute. (laughs) What it is she said, yeah, it's great. Um. But Mark says that there's case law and Hope cuts in. It's like, yes, but case law requires that the situation be examined in totality. And Mark tries again to just underline the main point, which was she stole files. And then Hope comes back with the fact that Nell was promised that she would be made partner. A month ago, Richard Fish announced that he doesn't keep his promises. She was subjected to corporal punishment by the other senior partner. And she suffered retaliation after ending her relationship with him. And then we just hear John going, balls, balls, balls to all of it. And Ali's Mm. just got her face in her hands, like, ah. Mm -mm. And then Hope's like, 
And this kind of brings me to my next point because, you know, this case is a little messy. We probably don't want everything aired out in public. I would suggest that we do binding arbitration instead of a, you know, a more public court case. Um, And Walsh thinks that's a good idea. Um, And after a bit of back and forth, Cajun Fish are like, okay, fine, let's go. Let's agree with it. And Walsh says that he's going to pick a name out of a hat to be the arbiter. So whilst he's doing that in the hallway of the courthouse, um, Ali tries again to get to Elaine, but Hope is there to try and stop it. However, Ali just is like, look, she is my friend and I will talk to her. And Elaine is like trying to explain that Richard was refusing to make her a paralegal um, and and said that she was unqualified. Like, how can I stay there? Um, And I didn't want to get you fired by telling you. Um, And then Hope and Nell are like, oh God, she's saying too much and like pulling her away. away, Um, um, And Ali is just staring after her as they pull her away. Like, what? Like, huh? And then John and Richard appear and she's like, did you, did you, did Nell speak to you about making Elaine a paralegal? Like, do you know anything about that? And, And they're like, obviously like what the fuck what no, the fuck is she talking yeah. about well well richard is and john just goes balls <laughs> <laughs> and then mark comes along to tell them that the arbiter that judge walsh has drawn randomly is someone called julia bulldog brattle who apparently is the biggest man-hating lawyer in town but cute according to richard um so here we go we are into arbitration proceedings in a conference room and Julia, we find, is a stern looking uh, woman. Um, she's on the larger side, um, which I think is supposed to be some kind of joke behind Richard's Absolutely. cute remark. Which yeah, because she's, I didn't not like conventionally, because she's not a conventionally attractive woman um, who is, yeah, like... Um, not slim, not yeah. yeah, conventionally attractive. Um, it is. It's completely supposed to be like, oh, she's cute though. Punchline, boom! Look at her. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which I felt was ugh. unacceptable. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, but Nell is giving her statement, and she's really kind of going for the sympathy vote approach because she's like, I had no self-esteem left, and she's basically saying she was helpless in the face of the male-dominated patriarchal Cajun fish. Um, and Hope is playing the role of gentle encourager. She's like, what happened? And, and I was like, well, can you imagine being in a relationship where you're so controlled? He had a clicker to make me shorter or taller, depending on his wishes. And she like has the shoe in front of Julia to like show what she had to wear for him. Um, and that he had another clicker built into my hairpins. Um, and I have to say, I'm really glad someone is pointing out the problems with this now because <laughs> yeah. we said this at the time. Well, this, this is, is not it. good. Like, yeah. Like there were problematic things that John yes. was doing in their relationship. And this definitely is one of them. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm really glad someone has said it in the show because at yeah. the time it was just like, Oh, <laughs> so but good. what annoys me a little bit is oh, well let's get to the end of the scene yeah yeah, we should get to the end of the scene because yeah. I have things I have things <laughs> yeah so agreed. um Hope then asks if Nell was ever physically abused and Nell's like yes once he did take a hairbrush to me he said it was to sexually excite I knew I had to get out I mean it was like bondage there like I was a slave so I planned to leave 
And then she like asks to go to the bathroom, aka like take a break because this is really traumatic for her to recount. And Julia's like, okay. Um, and as a final touch, as Nell gets up to go, she's like, could someone come with me? And, and Richard goes to get up and John has to push him back down. Um, and Nell explains that because it's a unisex and I don't feel safe, like men follow you into the bathroom here. And John's like, you lying, manipulative, conniving bitch. And then Julia gives John a warning. And as she does it, she stretches her arm out to like point at him to do it, which causes Richard to suddenly realise that she has like... Arm fat. Arm, arm fat. Like, does he call it wattle? I don't know. I can't remember if we've had know. this before. I remember him like... Do you remember when they went to the... Um, Marty's old folks home oh, with Ling, yeah. and he was like obsessing over Jiggling the old women's arms. like arms um yeah. but yeah but so basically now he's got the horn because he's seen like arm wattle um and I just want to say this is my objection okay, okay. this whole scene because look it's quite one thing to completely assassinate Nell's character which we have spoken about at length and that has been upsetting enough it is now another to have her play the like and we see it as her playing the stereotype Mm. of the woman who makes up being harassed and abused when when actually she you know in real life she she doesn't think she has been like firstly a she has been treated badly i think she probably does have a claim like legitimately against Mm. cajun fish but the way that they are depicting this is so that you as the audience have no sympathy with now whatsoever and to me i'm kind of disgusted with that because it props up the narrative that we can't trust women when they report bad behavior because they could have manipulated that situation yeah and to me yeah yeah they're manipulating innocent situations and innocent um interactions and making them something they're not i mean this just doesn't play well in 2020 at all no because i'm like it's just it's just a mess legitimately been harassed like yeah. she absolutely has been, and John has made her work environment a Untenable. horrible place to absolutely. be. Absolutely, I think she's absolutely got claims, but the way they're playing it is that she doesn't really think that, and she's fine. Um, yeah, she's just a she's just a bitch, and it's yeah. like that is irritating because that is what most people think when women bring these claims, and that's yes. not the case. Yeah, and 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 as if that wasn't enough, the shit about the unisex toilets being yes. unsafe. And yeah. then we and then we have to watch Richard purr over this poor woman's arm. Like fuck off. Like this whole yeah, scene. It's just this problem after problem. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. It's completely it's irritating on multiple levels. Um and yeah, uh yeah, just Yeah, I just yeah, my note is basically I wish she brought up the actual harassment she's <laughs> because that's the thing she has one and i just hate that they've made her into this character that is unsympathetic because there is actually if you dig through the facts of what happened she's there's sympathy to be had you know yeah absolutely (sighs) anyway nell goes to the bathroom and no man follows but ling does and she wants nell to tell her what's going on because she's like remember when we were friends and you told me everything and nell's like yeah but I couldn't tell you because Richard would have fired you and I'm like 
but you you did tell her you just didn't give her an update like i don't understand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true actually yeah, i didn't spot that but meanwhile um anyway that well then we move on to like hope and richard have left the room um and hope goes over to speak to richard to be like you know it's many a night that i've spent lying in bed thinking about the night that we had together and regretting it and richard's like okay and then he's like well uh and he's about to come back at her and she's like but when this is over i was hoping you might give me a little something to regret again and at this point, Richard, like, loses control of his brain at the thought of sexy time. And he just walks off, like, speechless. Which is just what Hope wanted. These women with their sex powers. I know. Exactly. Taking advantage of sexual harassment law when they've been harassed. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> but I, I really kind of love this thing where it's like Richard is just the kind of character to get turned on by someone who combines sex with like disgust at being having sex <laughs> with him yeah <laughs> like, I know he's just that kind of twisted you know <laughs> yes meanwhile it seems that Elaine is nowhere near the arbitration she's actually at Nell's office unpacking um and she's like setting up her desk um which did you notice she had like a bust with for the face bra um and also like her radar device that she's I used the radar. yeah <laughs> yeah um and also like picture frames and stuff but i was like those are two like artifacts that i was like oh of course it wouldn't Iconic be an elaine desk elaine. without those um and ali has decided to go and pay her a visit um because she walks in like nice office um and Elaine, again, is trying to, like, awkwardly apologise for not telling her and, and explain again, like, what's happened. But Ali's like, look, as far as I can figure, Nell came to you offering some paralegal position and then she said that Richard nixed it. And Elaine's like, yeah, exactly. And Ali's like, I need to spell this out to her. She's like, well, John and Richard never knew anything about any paralegal job. Like, Nell never discussed it with them. And then suddenly you can see on Elaine's face, it's, it's like dawning. dawned on her, like she's been played. Um, and Ali's like, what did she need from you? And Elaine's like, well, um, maybe it's just that I am a very good assistant and I'm more than just a horny dumb blonde. And I was like... <laughs> and Ali's like, of course you are. But what did she need from you that only you could give her? And that's when Elaine, you know, fully realises and stops kidding herself that that's yeah. not what it was. And she admits that Nell needed the passwords for the client files to download them. And Ali's like, well, yeah, but she didn't just download them. She deleted them from the Cajun Fish computer. She stole them. And I was just like, Elaine. Oh, I know. What have it's you done? That- moment where she like realizes she's been completely duped is just like I know oh Lane shit it's not your fault I know it's just horrible to witness <sighs> yes so back at the arbitration John is uh building the old anticipation for what is to come from him with the old slow water pour. We haven't seen that in a while. Um, no, and I was like, well, you know, I'm expecting good things from John because usually that means he's at the top of his game. Um, and he goes in on Nell and he goes, you indicated that Richard indicated that he would not make you partner a month ago. Is that what you indicated that he indicated? 
But you started talking to clients as long as three months ago, indicating to them that you might leave. And that was long before Richard indicated what you indicated that he indicated. (laughs) And now it's like just ignoring John's techniques. And she's like, well, yeah, because I could see it coming. Like between thwacks of the hairbrush, I could see that this place wasn't good for me. And John's nose whistles and Julia brattle like points at him and is like no more nose whistling <laughs> and Richard gets his eye caught by her arm again um but then Nell's like tell me John how easy do you think it was for me to stay here with you like the senior partner walking around declaring me to be a rich bitch elitist snob cold-hearted witch and John's like because that is exactly what you are an arrogant unfeeling and I was like oh god this is not John at the top of his game he has completely lost control he's gone into full like bicker mode and Mark's just trying to stop him Um, and then when Julia gives him a warning he just goes pipe down bulldog (laughs) (laughs) and then they have Julia like look at him and they put over the sound effect of her like growling like a dog and her lip like curling up and i was like, like i don't growling, like it yeah. <laughs> um, no no and mark's like okay i think we're done here um and julia's like is there anyone else you want to question and at that moment ali arrives with elaine and is like yes we want you to hear from this bitch like you know she's just like Ta-da! um and hope is like well except that i'm representing elaine um and ali's like yeah except that elaine has decided to switch lawyers and i was like let Elaine say what she's decided to do. Like she's not just like a pawn in your stupid game. Like she has agency. Let her speak. I was just like annoyed that everyone was there being like, no, Elaine's doing this. No, Elaine's doing this. And I'm like, Elaine's right here. Like Elaine can tell you. (laughs) So Elaine gives her testimony explaining what she has now realized that Nell needed the passwords from her. And Julia says, well, why didn't she just ask you for them? And Elaine's like, because I wouldn't have given them. I don't like her. And Julia's like, well, why did you agree to work from her? Which is probably not a bad question. Um, And Elaine's like, well, that's where she was clever. She offered me this job here first. And then she said that Richard and John wouldn't let her give me the job here, supposedly because they considered me unqualified. And she told me this all confidentially, by the way, so that I couldn't confront them about it. Then she comes to me and says that she's leaving after turning me sour on Richard and John and she offers me this incredible position with a huge salary and I'm thinking, well, they don't hold me in much regard here. I'd be a fool not to take it. And then she comes to me and says, oh, by the way, we need those client files. And since she's sensitive to how awkward I might be about downloading them, she says to give her the passwords and she'll do it, which I do. But instead of downloading them, she steals them. I was totally duped and I can't believe I fell for it because I know she doesn't like me. And then Hope questions her and is like, so you were in the dark about everything? And Elaine's like, yeah, I had no idea what was really going on. And Hope's like, so why should we have any confidence that you do now? Mm, Poor Elaine. And Ali's like, "Uh, objection. Objection. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Why are you being poor Elaine? But um, Hope carries on and is like, well, although Nell was deceptive about the paralegal job, it was only to help lure you away because she truly believed that you were the most gifted assistant. And for a second, Elaine is like, really? And Ali's like, "Mm, 
she's like shaking her head at Elaine and Elaine's like oh of course lies yeah okay fine whatever um and I was just like oh Elaine you're just so desperate to be seen as useful to people um she'll believe it literally believe anything but yeah I just, she's so pure sometimes I just I know really I know yeah and Julia at this point is like I've heard enough I'm gonna take 20 minutes and I'll be able to make a decision so what is there to do while we wait but go to the unisex and practice our dismounts um at least that's what John's doing anyway which uh yeah it's been a while since we've seen him do dismounts um you know water pouring dismounts there's a lot going on um so Richard comes in and sees him dismount and says that um, he says that he doesn't want John back in the room because no offense, but you've kind of blown our case. What with the balls, balls, balls and the pipe down bulldog. That was helpful. And John's like, uh, I'm a senior partner and I most certainly will be in the room. And Richard's like, no, because that's not going to be in the best interest of the firm. And your personalizing the case has put us in jeopardy. And John's like, this is not an autocracy. We are co-senior partners. And Richard's like, yeah, except it's you that's got us in this mess in the first place with your hairbrush and your clicker and you're walking around calling her a witch. And John is like outraged at this suggestion because he's like, it is you, Richard, who promised the partnership and refused to give it to her. And Richard's like, look, John, just go home and get some rest. Um, But John is like, no, I'm not doing that. And instead, what he does is stop and then just like pushes Richard on the shoulder. And Richard is like, uh, don't ever push me again. Uh, but John's like, I will push you. Like he just taps him, shoves him on the I shoulder again. Oh, these two play this is so fucking funny. And then Richard is like, uh, uh, uh goes to do the same to John. And then John does it back and Richard does it with both shoulders and we are on the brink of some fisticuffs. I can feel it. (laughs) It's so funny. And also it's like, guys, guys, come down. You're both to blame. (laughs) You can both be shit. (laughs) Like you're both being really shit. Like it's fine. This shouldn't be new news. Yeah. You've both been pretty shit. You're a shit sandwich. Like, just admit (laughs) it. Anyway, there's enough shit for everyone. But uh, yeah, we cut to Elaine, who has moved all of her stuff back to her desk at Cajun Fish. And Nell sees this and is like, you're coming back here? Like, disgusted. And Elaine's like, yeah. And I don't know what Nell was expecting. Did she think Nell would be like, oh, sure, I'll keep working for you because you screwed me over. Like, who would do that? But anyway, um, Elaine's like, you're not a nice person. You know that. And Nell's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, she's like, if you hear about a woman that she's a really nice person or you hear she's a tough bitch, deep down, who, which do you admire more, truthfully? And Elaine's like, I admire honesty. And Nell thinks for a minute as though she's like considering this. But then she's like, what do you know? And she goes to walk off. And Elaine's like, well, I know that rich, successful people like you often end up with no friends. And that makes Nell like pause again. But then she just storms off. Yeah, I mean, Nell is pretty, like, you can tell she's trying to put like a tough face on it. Yeah. You know, Elaine's words are actually getting to her. her. Yeah. Like, definitely. Well, because um, she's not wrong. 
No, she's not. And also, it's it's strange. And I wonder whether it's like a 90s, well, we're now in 2000-like kind of thing. But why does she think being a tough bitch is the way to get admiration? Like, it's such a weird thing. Like, respect, maybe? Maybe fear? Like, but but if you're wanting people to, like, admire you, like being like being like this is just like not the way to go like it seems like an odd uh, yeah I just I, I think what she wants is respect and I don't know well why I think she's... it's an offshoot of the whole ethos of 90s feminism which is like yes. to get ahead in a man's world you've got to be more like a man which yes. is not necessarily the feminism that that many people subscribe to today today um, which is actually that you know why does it have to be a man's world? <laughs> like yeah. there are other ways to Actually, you know, be maybe successful. Maybe you should be more like us rather than yeah. vice versa. Yeah, yeah, um, which is interesting. But yeah, I do think it plays as quite, as you say, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, yeah. But next scene, sure enough, Richard and John are scrapping. They have fallen onto the unisex floor, which I was like. <laughs> Ew, let's hope it's been cleaned. Um, and they're trying to fight each other. Like Richard has John's head in like a hold and he's like, say uncle. And John's like, no. And John's got Richard's like tie in his hand and he's like choking him. Um, and Hope comes in and sees this and like breaks them up. And as they break it up, they're both just screaming at each other and blaming each other. Like, he started it. No, I didn't. Ah! Like, the children that they are. Yeah. And then they end up, like, storming out. And Hope is just, like, taking in what she's just witnessed when we hear a flush and Julia comes out and is like, <laughs> I was afraid to come out. <laughs> Which is so funny. I really like that moment. I was just like, oh, bless you, Julia. I was like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'd be afraid. Um, so then Hope goes to see Richard in his office where he is uh, just walking back and forth, like really agitated. And she's like, look, try not to take this personally. And he's like, oh no, why would I? An associate is trying to ruin my firm and a woman I slept with is helping her. Like, why would it be personal? Um, and then Hope comes up to him and is like, do you remember how you used to love it when I stroked your hair? And I was like, you've, slept together once like how many times did you have time to stroke his hair and for him to be like I love it in that time like it's like it's like they dated and it was like do you remember that thing we always used to do together yeah but anyway um she starts stroking his hair and she's like you know you should be flattered by all this Richard flattered explain that one this is all about money and that's your influence money in a way no one wants to be you she sees how attractive wealth is on you how sexy power can be i'll tell you this richard win or lose i plan on reliving that night we had you're going to be sucking my toes again and if you're really really good i'll let you tongue my button and I was like, oh, God, do we really need another sex act proxy? Like, I know. Just, like was the knee pit and the finger sucking, like, not enough? Like, you do know, we need this we need too? More. <laughs> God. 
Um, and Richard tries to like push her away because she's the enemy, but Hope is too horny for that. And she kisses him being like, I don't fight fair. And then John sticks his head around the door and is like, the judge is calling us douchebag. And Richard's like, tell her to pipe down, asswipe. <laughs> They're such children. Children, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we get Julia's ruling and she has found that there is no evidence of Nell unlawfully soliciting clients while she was still employed at Cajun Fish. But she does say that the files were taken in bad faith. Um, and she says she can't order the clients to come back and she also can't order Nell to return to the firm. So she's uh, denying the injunction that they applied for. But she is ordering Nell to pay damages of $300,000. Oof. Yes, I mean, you can see it in Nell's, Nell's face is like gutted. And she's like, I'm going to appeal. And Julia's like, you can't. You I'm can't. binding. And John, Richard says it makes a comment that it's not enough um but john looks pretty pleased with that outcome he's like you got what you deserved um so yeah that's that's that um so nell and hope are storming to the elevator um and julia's not far behind them but richard runs up and corners her to be like look i thought you were really fair like fair in that process fair and good ruling but um you know um onto his main topic he says he's doing a study on tricep wattle um but he's not going to bore her with all the data he's got this like clipboard that he's i don't know somehow borrowed for the occasion and um, he puts that down and he's like can i just you know for science and he holds up her arm by the wrist and then he taps the skin under her arm and we get this shot of it wobbling in slow motion to the sounds of the chariots of fire theme as they both watch it go. And Richard is timing it on his watch. And then we see reaction shots of Elaine looking like she's about to throw up. And Ali yeah. is also disgusted. And Julia looks annoyed. Um, but Richard is like, look at it go, like in awe. So this is my... Objection. First of all, we say this and no, every other episode at least. Could you just leave women's bodies alone, Richard, for like five seconds? <laughs> like, I know. Jesus fucking Christ. Like they do not exist for your entertainment. And also the way they shoot this and the way they have, because they, they don't just have that music. They have like this sound effect of like yes. jiggling. Jelly. Like that's yeah. where I can really like undulating, jiggling, like, and it's all just designed to elicit a feeling of disgust from the audience. So yeah, can we throw in the fat phobia jingle here? Because this is With a bunch relish. of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Dum dum dee dum 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 de dum dum fat phobia is dum dum de dum dum fat phobia is dum dum de dum dum fat phobia is dum dum de dum dum. Oh my goodness! It's horrible. I hate it. I hate it. So. Nell has gone back to Hope's office with her and she's really mad because she's like, I'm basically still going to be working for them whilst I pay off those damages. And Hope's like, chill, babe. You're not being attractive. You've got clients. 
you've got to practice. You can walk into any bank and get a loan right now. Like I'm going to get payment plans sorted out with Richard. It's just going to be like a mortgage payment. You're the winner here. And then she goes to give Nell a bottle of wine and is like, go to your new office, toast yourself. You've got a law firm. And Nell's like, yeah, but I'm also in debt and I've got no friends. Um, and I was like, well, now maybe you should have thought about that before you played dirty. Like, I don't know what well, you were yeah, expecting. Exactly. People were going to be like, well, you know, we sued you, but congrats. Congrats yeah. on setting up <laughs> your own you. firm. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. But yeah. So Ali has taken Richard and John to the bar to mediate between them because they're still mad at each other. And Vonda is singing a song called Tell It Like It Is by someone called Aaron Neville that I don't know very well. Um, But Ali is sat between Richard and John at a table and Mark is kind of on the opposite side to Ali. So they're both in between them. And Richard and John are both there like sulky teenagers. And she's like, we are going to stay up here all night if we have to until you guys shake and make up and Richard's like John assaulted me and John's like you push me and they're just like sniping and Ali is like shake hands and they just stare like angrily at each other and Ali and Mark wait and then finally Richard's like you know I love you John and John's like I love you too and then they shake hands and Ali's like yay I did it (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then hope turns up asking richard if they can work out the settlement details um and as she leaves she's like oh to ali i love what you're trying to do with your hair (laughs) (laughs) i fucking love that moment burn I know, well, because Ali's, like, really standoffish with her, like, when she comes over. Yeah, And so this yeah. is how, like, Hope responds. Like, what do you and want? Just yeah. The look on Ali's face when she says this is so fucking funny. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so good. It's such a good insult. She looks like a slapped ass. It's really funny. <laughs> well, then we go, the camera goes over to another table where Brian is with Elaine and Renee and he's watching Hope leave and he's like you know guys there's a rumor about Hope Mercy but he doesn't get to tell them what it is because Ali interrupts and it's like are we ever gonna dance but um and like so Brian gets up and R- Renee's like I wanted to know what the rumor was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but before they actually get onto the dance floor, Elaine stands up and she's like, Ali, thank you for letting me come back. Uh, like, I really appreciate it. And Ali's like, I never really lost you, did I, Elaine? And Elaine's like, never. And I was like, oh, oh no, guys. This is super cute. <sighs> but back at Richard's office, Hope is less interested in working out payment details and more interested in having sex with Richard. Um, and she's like, you know, the case is settled. We're not enemies anymore. Tongue my button. And I'm like, <laughs> and Richard's like, I have scruples. I got some for Christmas. <laughs> and Hope, Hope just kisses him. And then she like unbuttons her jacket and her shirt, which reveals her belly button and then she's like quick before it's an outie and I was like that's not Uh how belly buttons work but fine (laughs) um and then we get a montage ending as Vonda keeps singing so everyone else is dancing at the bar like Ali is slow dancing with Brian Renee is dancing with John and Elaine um is dancing with With Mark. Mark 
And then we cut back to possibly, I would say, the most disgusting shot we've ever had <laughs> on this show, which is Richard licking out Hope's belly button. And I was like, is this necessary? Does anyone need this in their lives? I don't want this. My eyes. Like, my 2020 eyes. On his knees. Midriff, yeah. And she's like leant against the, the, desk. the desk. Yeah. And she's not like looking orgasmic because I'm guessing that Fox maybe wouldn't have allowed her to look that way, you know, with the whole. But also, like... it's just having someone slobber on your belly button <laughs> orgasmic question. Well, but clearly it's Blah. meant to be, clearly it's <laughs> meant to be for hope, but she doesn't look that way. She just looks like she's going. La la la, this is nice. <laughs> like, she's kind of like tilting her head from side to side. I know, to side, she looked, like, oh, to me, nice. it was like, she was like, yeah, I convinced him to do what I want him to do. Like, I've got the power. Like, that's how I read it. Um, See, I just read it as they couldn't have her being like, oh, like, you know, orgasmic. Well, yeah, but they've had like the male girl be orgasmic over male. I don't see how this is any different. <laughs> It's just so, it's just so uh, horrible. Weird. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is the glory that hope and glory is referring to, but for me, this is hope and not glory. This is inglorious. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but then it cuts back to the dancing, and then final shot is over to Nell, who is alone She's in her office. She's looking quite dishevelled. Like, yes. her hair is like... Yes. Coming out of her bun and stuff. With just her glass of wine, looking sad. And that's the end. Yeah, it's uh, quite a hollow victory for Nell. For Nell, yes, exactly. Retrial. We had Cajun Fish versus Porter. What do you think? So... Mm, I think I find what Nell has done quite morally complex. Mm. Like, because, like, yes, you know, in regards to, like, Elaine, I think she's been, you know, extremely manipulative and, you know, conniving. But at the same time, in regards to that, I feel like... Because like I say, earlier on in the episode, I was like, is now going to completely, completely fuck over Elaine and just be like, oh, now I've got the passwords, like, go fuck yourself. But she's not. She actually does appear to want, to intend to honour what she has agreed with Elaine. 
And so in a lot of ways, I'm like, well, you know, she is going to be giving Elaine like this massive bump in in salary and, you know, a job title. And yes, she's done it under like nefarious means. But the fact that she does appear by, you know, towards the end of the episode to have been completely intending to honour the deal that she's made with Elaine, I feel takes the edge off the manipulation of Elaine for me. Um mm. It not not completely, but I just I was expecting her to do worse to Elaine, and I think the fact that she didn't makes me feel slightly differently about it. But I but think I guess the case to... the case is not about no, whether she was shitty to Elaine. Elaine. Like no, the law no. doesn't care about that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But I yeah. think the thing is, is that I do think John and Richard had this coming. Like I absolutely had it do. Because they had it coming. They, may they only have, have themselves to blame. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah. Lip shits. Yes, okay. Um, so, <laughs> like, so. they made promises about progress to partnership that, you know, in order to get Nell to switch over to their firm from the firm she was at, they made these promises that they had no fucking intention of fulfilling. And... That's just as dastardly and manipulative as Nell's been. And, you know, the fact is, John has been fucking terrible to her. Like, he has genuinely... She has a genuine good case Mm -hmm. for suing him for harassment. Yeah. Because he has been fucking atrocious to her. She's not been innocent and she's not been perfect and she's not been blameless in their relationship and she is not, you know, essentially her values do not make her a particularly nice person. But that doesn't mean she is not protected by law. Well, to this is the problem. Not be harassed. I think this is the problem for me. I think she absolutely had a case for hostile work environment and for um, you know, promises that weren't kept. And I don't know what the legal term for that would be, but she had a case there. Why on earth she didn't pursue that course of action? I Line have no action. idea because I think the problem that I have is when I'm looking at this case as a whole, I think Julia came to the right decision because I think she actually got what she de- deserved for the way she decided yes. to play her situation. Yes. Like she did it dirty. You can't do that. For good but reason. I wonder whether And I'm she... like, you just did this wrong. You should have done it for all of the shit that they did throw on you but in I the think... right way. And she had uh, that course of action to... Te- she could have done that. I don't know why she yeah, didn't. No, I think the reason she didn't is because she does view it as like the weakling's way out. Like that is what weak women do. But that pisses me off. <laughs> yes, yeah, it pisses me off. But I think I think she genuinely felt like they will not respect me if I... No one will respect me and I won't respect myself if I, I actually admit that I was a victim of, of terrible behaviour. I can't be the victim here. I would rather be the bad guy than the victim. Well, that's, that's just foolhardy. That's just yeah, cutting absolutely. off your nose to spite your face. And I yeah. just think that's silly. Um, and it she does is. herself and other women a disservice, a disservice. by doing that. 
Yeah, um, I think, but I think again, this is like slightly like we were talking about 90s feminism. It's a mm. little bit of an offshoot of that. It's that mm. I don't need these laws. These laws aren't for someone like me because I'm not a victim. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm a strong woman. I'm I'm yeah. a capable independent woman. So these these laws aren't aren't for me. These yeah. are for other women who yeah. are victims and I'm yeah. not one of those. So I will I would rather be seen as a tough bitch than a victim of sexual harassment. Yeah. Um but yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I think if I was the judge in that case, I probably would have done the same as Julia. Yeah, I, I think I don't think Julia's ruling was unfair. No, like I do. I, I I don't think it was unfair. I just think if I was Nell's lawyer, I wouldn't have advised her to go down that route. I would have said, you know, tell me the whole situation. Huh? Sounds like actually this route's probably better. Yes. Um, so I think you know, hopes hopes been the one that gave Nell no hope in the end. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just surprised they didn't see this coming. Yeah. Like that this might be a coincidence, like a consequence of, yeah, of this. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. Um, I think because of the, comp- like I say, because I find what Nell did, like I understand why she did what she did and I do think mm-hmm. her what she's done is kind of morally uh, like I say yeah ambiguous like there are things about it I definitely don't like there are things about it that I understand yeah um uh I I decided not to give Nell a guilty I'm gonna give Elaine a not guilty (gasps) me too yeah because I just feel like it doesn't you know ultimately it doesn't matter what Nell did or didn't do the effect was that she properly duped <laughs> innocent Elaine. I know. <laughs> Literally, you know, did nothing to deserve this kind of mind fuckery. And yeah, just completely made her feel like she was like a dumb blonde. And well, I, yeah, I think that's it was, really awful. It was horrible to see her like pulled around from one side to the other this episode, just because she's so desperate to be valued. Um, mm. And the thing that I think is that if I was Ali, like for me, that would have been a real wake up call that I need to, as her boss and her friend, show her that I appreciate her more so that that is never in question rather than being like, never really lost you, did I? Like, you were just being a bit silly, weren't you? Like, if I was (laughs) me, I would be like, oh shit, I can't believe that Elaine... I shouldn't leave it in any doubt that I appreciate her and and think she's smart and capable. Yeah, that's very true. So, you know, I'm a little bit like, Ali, you're a bit... Like, you're so busy being like, oh, Brian, L is for the way he looks at me. I'm like, maybe O should be the way you should be like, oh, my God, one of my really good friends just nearly fucked off and left me because she thought I didn't care. Well, to be fair, like, it sounds to me like Elaine never doubted Ali's... um, No opinion of her it was john and richard's opinion of her that yeah. she got sort of um was fooled into thinking and i can understand like i think especially someone like richard i think definitely does make out that he thinks she's just 
a dumb blonde. Like, yeah. Um, just for jokes, just for giggles. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, he does that. So yeah. that is really on them more than Ali, I would say. Yeah. But I do think that Ali had her eye off the ball this episode. Like, she wasn't paying attention. Like... Elaine's well, her she employee. Seem to be in the office. Like anytime no. Nell wanted to talk to Elaine, like no. Ali was off having lunch with Brian. I know, <laughs> but uh, Elaine's like her employee and her responsibility, and I just feel like she really fudged it this episode. Like le- left Elaine in a vulnerable position emotionally, to be such that she was that able way. to be manipulated. Yes, exactly. But also like physically, she just wasn't there to notice <laughs> yeah, that this was going there. on. Yeah, exactly. She's like, so, yeah, again, not doing any work. Yeah. <laughs> v is for the way I'm very, very, very much not there <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. E is for my extra long lunch with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And don't you love me anyway? Yes, there you go. <laughs> so, yes, I think an um, interesting penultimate episode um, uh, to see how that might lead into the finale because I feel like this was quite an explosive episode for yes. the characters. Um, and it's it's been, I think, one of the better episodes of the season despite its problems. Oh, absolutely. This is yeah. like a like culmination of like lots of threads things that have been brewing like under the under the surface like yes. throughout the season. So it was nice to finally see that come to a head. Yes. But now I'm like, well, where are they going with it in the final episode? Where do we go from here. Quoting yeah. another musical episode yes. of the TV show. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, tell us what you thought about the penultimate episode of season three. Um, do you think Nell got what she deserved? Or do you think that uh, it's a little more nuanced than that? Um, let us know. We are on Twitter at Bygones Podcast. We are on Facebook at Bygones Podcast. We are also on Instagram at Bygones Pod. Or you can email us bygonespodcast at gmail.com we um will be doing some season wrap-up episodes soon so if you've got any thoughts about the season as a whole or any questions that you want us to answer about all things ali um and anything not ali i guess uh you can send those in as well so please get in touch with us that will be coming up uh at some point uh before uh season four so yeah i guess uh well, next time it's the final, the final episode of season three. Um, yeah. So until next time, bye, bye. guys.